Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Hola, shalom. Assalamu alaikum, salaikum salam. Uh, what's up, everyone? This is your host for the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood Cosmic Frequency Blog Talk Radio Podcast. And um, just wanted to come in here and just share some thoughts. Um, I was looking at um, my blog talk profile and noticed that I have been a host uh, going back to January of 2011. Uh, I I really didn't know it was that long ago. So that's, we're talking about, what, almost seven years? Um, January 2019 will be seven years, so close to seven years in uh, yeah, that's how long it's been that uh, I have been trying to um, trying to um, give what I felt like would be the most viable solution to uh, black women in America about regaining um, their sense of femininity and uh, by embracing sisterhood and clanship. And, uh, you know, obviously it has not been successful uh, the black woman and black men uh, seems to be more and more out of their natural orbits. Um, you know, the males have become females and the females have become males. Uh, it's, um, it is what it is. Uh, it's very disturbing, uh, but uh, they've done it. They've, they've gotten us to switch places, and it's sad. It's sad that... Uh, for us to see ourselves out of order, and we are not willing to do anything to um, to um, you know correct it, and uh, it's sad because um, I think the world is only going to uh, stand back and allow us to be uh, in this disorderly fashion, but for so long before there may be a final reckoning. You know, I think black people, uh, black Americans are in a very precarious situation. Uh, I don't think we fully understand how precarious uh, our existence and our situation is. Um, I think, you know, I I just don't think we we, we see the consequences of um, not correcting this. And um, all I can say is I, I tried to do my part. You know, I tried to put the word out there. Uh, I've been on social media, uh, Facebook at least seven years, uh, <laughs> Blog Talk Radio another seven years. Um, so I, I feel like I've done my part because I have attempted to try to offer a solution to this problem uh, the only way that I knew and, um, you know, the relationship between the black woman and Black man has been so compromised, uh, we can't work together. So that's why I suggested to black women not only tell your story, but to, you know, separate and uh, let black men work on their issues, and we must separate and work on our issues separately and not together. I I, I don't see us being able to solve this um, together as a gender because, like I said, we have such a vitriol and uh, such acrimony toward one another because we are not in our proper order. And you have to realize when, you know, two beings have become so unnatural, there may be an attraction, 
but there also is going to be a hostility and a hatred there. It's, it's, it's a love-hate relationship, but um, I, I don't even think our relationships are based off love anymore. I think we are drawn to each other out of need, but since we no longer know how to meet each other's needs, that even though we are drawn to each other, uh, once we come together, um, it becomes very volatile. And, uh, you know, since males are more prone to be violent and to resolve things in a violent way, uh, when things, um, you know, are, are not able to to turn out the way he wants it, then, you know, he, he takes the woman's life. He kills the female because he can see that somehow she is not in her natural state. You know, even putting up with the foolishness that he's dealing out. He knows that if she was in her natural state, she would not sit there and deal with him in his out-of-order condition. So um, I think most black men know that they are not in their proper state. But um, like I said, um, when you have an out-of-balance race of males, you are going to have an equally out-of-balance race of females. Uh, Both were raised. Um, from the seed of corrupted fathers in it, um, you know, and, uh, you know, this is just a, a very lost generation. And it reminds me of what the Bible was said about the sins of the fathers being visited upon the children down to the third and fourth generations. And so you have black males who created uh, several generations of corrupted seed. Um, and like I said, um, the Bible always put the onus on the father. Uh, it was always the father's wickedness and sin that God held accountable. And I noticed that in this this age of blame, um, these out of order males, of course, blame the females for everything. But you know that's why uh, when we find ourselves in situations like this, where one is blaming the other, the other is blaming the other, and we was like, well, you know, who's right, who's wrong? Once again, we there is a blueprint of who the Most High or who the Creator holds responsible, and the Most High, the Creator, the Bible, and this is not just black people's book. This is everybody <laughs> over here in North America. This is our manifesto. So you can you can call yourself Pan African. You can call yourself RBG. Before any of that was created, the Bible was brought over here as the manifesto for us to live by. That other shit y'all created later on, that's some shit y'all created later on. The Bible was the blueprint of how we were supposed to conduct ourselves and how we were supposed to live. And as black people moved away from that, we have been in a fallen, cursed state ever since. Now, you can come up with all kind of other, you know, jargon about how we got this way, I'm just telling you that that's how those who have been using that book as a blueprint of human conduct and interaction, that's how they're going to judge the black race based off of did they stick with what with the Bible? Because these people, these black people started off as biblical Christians. We didn't start off as Pan-Africans. We didn't start off as Garveyites. We didn't start off as Nuwabians. We didn't start off as nation uh, NOI, nations of Islam. We didn't start off as five percenters. 
We didn't start off in, in, in indigenous native mound builders Americas. We didn't start off as Masons. We didn't start off as Divine Nine, Alpha Kappa Alpha, Alpha Psi Beta. We didn't start off as that. You started off a people who were taught biblical principles out of that Bible. That's what the black race started off in. And when we held true to that, we somewhat thrived even under some very, very harsh conditions. And what I'm saying thriving is when the black man and the black woman understood that we were all we had, we were all we got, and sticking to one another was our best chances of survival. When we kind of held to that standard, we sort of somewhat thrived even under the harshest conditions. But once again, who broke covenant? Who broke covenant? Who broke covenant first? Because all this arguing about what the black woman is guilty of, just all I'm saying is how the judges of judges, when they sit back and look at the condition black people are in, why we're in this condition, and if we are deserving of extermination, and we, I'm not saying myself, I'm just saying the collective of you who have left your first estate and you're totally out of order, uh, if there is an extermination or a purging, you have to understand who broke covenant. Now, the whole world knows that the black woman has been the most loyal race of women on planet Earth. So we cannot say that black women in America broke covenant first. Black women in America were loyal to black men in America to a fault. Now, what do I mean loyal to a fault? That Meaning that even when black men begin to abuse us, stay loyal. That's what you call loyal to a fault, that even when your men begin to disrespect you and abuse you, you still stay loyal. So once again, who broke covenant? The black male broke covenant. The black father broke covenant with the black woman. So that's just how it went down. Now, later on, the black woman may have gotten out of order. She didn't have a chance because, like I have always taught, men set the standard of morality. Men are the enforcer of morality and conduct and law. They are the enforcers of it. So whatever type of uh, 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 women they want, they will set the standard, just like you have over in the Arab uh, uh, Arab countries. The men don't want their women loose and, and floozy, so they have all these strict laws about what? Keeping the women in line, keeping them covered up. Now, who do you think set, keeps that in place? It's not the women. It's the men that keep that uh, uh, that conditioning in place. So when black American men complain about black women being thoughts and whores and chicken heads and stuff, like I have always said, men create the conditions 
to 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 have the type of women they want. As the standards of man are lowered, meaning that when you have fewer and fewer alpha males and you have more beta males, you have more males who don't know how to be men, they still want to have access to women sexually. So guess what? As the standards of manhood are lowered, they then have to turn around and lower the standards of womanhood. And you lower standards by what? You take away the proper example of what it is to be a man, and then you replace it with improper examples of masculinity. Because masculinity and manhood are not the same. In order to be, you have to be groomed and you have to be taught manhood. No, no male child comes here knowing how to be a man. That is something that has to be taught to every male person once he, you know, is weaned from his mother and the women of the village. The men take them off and then teach them the next phase of their life. That's that's why our lives is chopped up in seven. The first year of your life is from uh, the time you're born to seven years old, you're with your mother, or you could uh, divide it in sevens, or you can divide it in nines. But most of the time it's seven. From the age of uh, zero to seven is the first phase, and then from seven uh, to 14 is another phase. From 14 to, what, 21 and on and on are our uh, uh, stages of development. Every human being goes through those uh, seven-year increment stages of development. Once a male child gets to at least 14, there is nothing for the women of the village teaching him. He, he, he should be around no women. Everything else he needs to learn in his life can only come from men or other males. Now, if these males have been developed into men and he has those men around as examples to teach him what he is to be, then all is good. He sees those examples, he mimics those examples, and he will transition into manhood very smoothly. But what if those examples are not around? Then he will only begin to mimic the examples that he is around him for him to imitate. And if it's a bunch of women, I'm sorry, he is going to turn uh, uh, to take on these very feminine traits. This is what happened to the black American male over here in America. The feminine traits that these males express is because when they got to their certain stage in their development, they weren't transferred over to the male population for the next phase of their training. They were denied this extra training, and guess what? It was all done on purpose. And there were black men who knew that these males were going to come out damaged, imbalanced, traumatized, and, yes, predators and fucked up, and also gay and you know, gender confused. They knew. They know that this was. You know, you don't have to be no trained scientist to know this. Anyone who has studied any type of uh, animal behavior, child development, or even just monitoring animals. You know, anybody 
who works with animals, you can arrest the development of any animal by either taking it away from its mother too soon, uh, taking it away from its 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 own kind too so, soon, and uh, you 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 can da- damage the development of almost anything. So we are human animals. So if you want to upset the development of any child, male or female, all your, that that can be constructed by, you know, just, you know, uh, um, tampering with their environment. So the black American people, our environments have always been tampered with. They've always tampered with our environment. They've locked up fathers, put black males in a position where, Committing crime was the only way they felt like they could make a living. Well, what are you going to do when you got men committing crime to pay their bills and to have a place to stay? They they have to do illegal stuff in order to make money. Well, white males are allowed to have regular lawful jobs like welding and plumbing and carpentry. All their jobs is legal, and they're getting paid well. Well, of course you're going to go. You're going to find you a wife. You're going to go get married, and you're going to progress naturally in your development. But if you disallow black males to have that same opportunity to compete and you criminalize them and you force them down the road of criminality and then you turn around and lock them up, simply because they was using the only uh, method you allowed them to have to feed their families, and then they broke the law, you locked up the fathers, and you left all these boys with no examples of fathers or males to imitate. So they took on the feminine, uh, effeminate characteristics of the females who who were the ones left to get up every day and go to work. And, and the females were not even allowed to be females. They had to become uh, she-males, meaning they are now forced to leave the home, leave their roles of nurturing, and to become masculine because now they got to get out and go to work. So this is what these boys saw, this imbalance. And now that we're in balance, everybody says kill them, exterminate them. They're not going to recover from what we did to them. Yes, we messed them up, but they're never going to recover. So now people who are over here to usurp the black race, they were like, listen, you will now be the permanent underclass. And since poverty is not allowed because, you know, to be poor now is a crime. So who's left over here to be poor while everybody else gets all the resources? Well, those that they want to exterminate, those that they intentionally set up to be out of order, black men and black women. So now we're talking about divesting. The males have already divested because, like I said, males have already learned that this has been in the works. Uh, The black male has been on top of what has gone on a lot longer than black females because they have been in the military. They have had the opportunity to travel, so they have been more exposed to the machinations of the dominant society where the black woman has been kind of closed in and sheltered, and her only information has come from the black male himself. 
and a lot of his information has been, you know, nothing to deal with this Rex 84 plan or, uh, um, you know, this, this, this black extermination plan. You know, our males have been feeding us, oh, fear of a black planet and white people going to die off and we the majority and, you know, just, just a lot of false information that uh, what's really going down, most black people are not prepared for. Why? It's because you were given a lot of uh, misinformation and a lot of distraction while the plan of uh, racial extermination was not about white people. It was r- really all about you. Now, we can talk all day long about how white people ain't populating and how their birth rate is down, but guess what? Yours is too. And since they've been keeping your birth rate at a steady, what, 12 13%, how do you think they're able to do that? For 25, 30 years in a row, you, your population ain't went up over 13%. Y'all ain't never figured out how we ain't over 13% in 25, 30 years. That, that can only happen if someone is causing that to happen on purpose. So everything that we see, this was carefully plotted and planned against the black race. And all I'm here to say is, it's the final countdown to, is it the final countdown to our racial extermination? So I was listening to something. I'm going to share this with y'all and, um, you know, let y'all ponder on the information that you hear, okay? But, uh, yeah. You know, the black men try to act like they're such prophets, but they they kill me bringing information so late. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God, the discussions that I'm hearing, I'm like, oh, my God, y'all should have been having these discussions 25, 20, 25 years ago. You know, black people have to admit that your fathers sold you out. Your fathers, uh, when they got on heroin and drugs, they – they destroyed at least three, four generations that the children that these men created, the ones who sold the heroin, the ones who did the crack, the heroin, uh, the, the children of these drug addict fathers, the ones who were left bastards, okay, uh, these children have been written off. These children have been written off. Uh, they're not under the most highest protection because their fathers were not uh, believers of the Most High, which is why the Bible says that I will visit the iniquity of the children. He said, I will visit the iniquity. Iniquity is sin of the fathers. So these fathers who were doing crack, these fathers who was doing heroin, these fathers who were selling drugs, these fathers who was just having sex willy-nilly, committing adultery on their wives, a lot of this was going on in the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, black race. The 60s, 70s, and 80s was a high time of black immorality, sad to say. You can turn on what? Lauren, Judge Lawrence Paternity Court, and you can see old-ass men standing up in the courtroom, and you got women from back then, trying to, children still trying to figure out who their real daddy is. Black people were out of fucking control. So out of control that the effects are still being felt today that many of us 
don't know who our fathers are. We're finding out that black women, our mothers, put men's name on our who were not the real fathers. I even confronted my mama, found out that the name on my birth certificate was not my father. I was like, what? That's not my daddy? I got the last name, and that ain't even my, I was like, oh, my God, what was y'all doing back then? What was y'all doing? And you're wondering why so many of us are having a hard time. It is because the sins, the sins, black people left the black church, and they went buck fucking wild, and it was that music, that good golly Miss Miley, and all of that. I'm telling you, the Little Richards, the Chuck Berries, I'm telling you, they brought in a race of some real nigga shit. Black people left the church and went and went and got on some real debaucherous nigga shit that we're still suffering from today. And I'm sorry, the children produced from that, they ain't wrapped too tight. They ain't doing too well today. But we got to know where it came from because, see, we keep pointing the finger like you can't trace it back to where it come from. And, see, my job is to get y'all to trace it back to where it came from. You baby boomers. And then the ones who knew what was going on, they sold out. They said, listen, let them niggas stay out of order. The few of us who know what's up, we'll keep our little privileged coon and coon test seats while the rest of them, they're going to be wiped out. They're going to go off to prison, and we still going to get our checks. So there was, a, a you know, some blacks who... They got paid through all of this uh, confusion. There were some elite blacks who sold out three, four generations of blacks so that they could live good while the rest of us suffered. And I'm telling you, it was black men. The Du Bois, the uh, 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 W.E.B. Du Bois, um, go look at the names of all of these housing projects. Most of these housing projects that black women who were put on welfare were made to go live in, most of these were after black men. They were like black doctors, black lawyers, black businessmen. So don't think it wasn't no black men in on this plot, black woman. Black men have been working with white men against the black race the whole time. Now, whether you want to call them Moors, whether you want to call them Masons, whether you want to call them Illuminati, whether you want to call them Boulay, I don't care. They've been involved. So all black men ain't been on some slave shit. There have been some, like I said, there have always been a small privileged group of black men who have worked with white people in the agenda of the annihilation and the sterilization and eugenics programs against the black race and especially against the black mother. That's why I always talk about black mommy hatred. In order for white people to thrive, especially the white woman, 
there had to be a clandestine agenda against the black woman, and her ability to be a mother had to be compromised, and that was done in many ways, many ways, not just one. That was done in many ways. And black men didn't stop it. Black men didn't stop it. In fact, black men assisted. Not not your everyday common black men, but I'm just saying black men were in on it. And then they created music to put us in a mentality of carefree sex, sex without responsibility, cheating, and you know they 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 always created a, a genre. A genre of music that allowed us to behave in a immoral way, and we to this day do not know how important uh, uh, mind control and music go hand in hand. It's, it's it's almost like a form of hypnosis. Okay, I thank y'all for listening. Let me see if I can play this for y'all, and I'm a um I, I'll talk to y'all later. Thank you, and uh, just pay attention. At a, at, at a moment's notice. Right. But then, what, what, you don't, these men don't understand that because nobody's teaching them that. Their idea of man training is teaching, is, is teaching their son how to go get a haircut or some bullshit like that. But when it comes to the deep, psycho, spiritual components of, of, of what a man must possess right. and his moral, ethical compass, they are laughing because many of these men themselves are amoral and immoral and nobody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to play. While we continue to further to, to fall into further decline and irrepair as a people and the rise of Jim Crow Jr. is, is steadily coming. Right, because by denying the truth of these issues, you know, you're complicit with white supremacy and, and white domination. Right. You see, and so and, and so this is what is going on. This is what this is this is what is going on. And I'm not saying as a, I'm not saying as a man that you that you have to that you're going to have to have to lay down lay your life down. But what I'm saying is as a man you you might have to lay your life down. And this is how come I said they're afraid because what it really requires. A yeah. lot of them are a, a lot of them don't have the psych the psychological. Uh, the psychological equipment to handle that. Right. You see, there's a saying where they, where they say the most dangerous one in the room is the calmest one in the room. And this is how come I tell brothers this idea of a woman being your peace. That is an errant idea. Mm-hmm. Because you're, as a man, your sense of peace must come from within. Mm-hmm. It must come from within. So when the, so when the storm is raging and when Nothing seems like it's going right, and when and when nobody else might not believe in you, you still you have to have that inner peace to keep going and not and, and not give up and falter. That is what that is what manhood requires and mandates. But we're not teaching these boys this. So how can we put together a militia? How can we put together a strategy? How can we put together a Black Wall Street? Are you going to be doing with the money from Black Wall Street? Is running through women? That's what that's what that's how come all these pro black players. Be, I mean, all these uh, black athletes be broke. Right. But because they're so 
in the earth to get in the woman's pants. They have they have this hatred for the for the for, for the black female psychologically. See, and this goes back to what that call was talking about when, when she was talking about the pimp. When we get to the pimp worship, because the pimp iceberg slim had a profound had a profound hatred for his mother. He had a profound hatred for his mother. Now, before his mother died, they reconciled. Word but he had a profound hatred for his mother. Please go watch that documentary on Iceberg
some of the, the deep soul the deep soul wounding that we experience that causes our behavior and I and I sort of take those you know some of my expertise and apply it to the bigger context the bigger picture and okay. what so I say all that to say um, I know uh, so I work with the NBA right and I know that what you're saying is true uh, about mm-hmm. how they in one of their biggest challenges just uh, in the NBA culture is baby mama drama, and the yep. fact that that they can end up losing all their money because of drama, right? Because what happens is they enter the NBA, and while their money up levels, their psychology doesn't up level. Therefore, their crew doesn't up level, and so everybody mm-hmm. is dealing with million dollar, you know, millions of million dollar lifestyles, but with you know five dollar mentalities. So you right. can't. Uh, people can't sustain wealth, right, when they're in, when they have that this really entrenched mentality. That's mm-hmm. one thing. The other thing I wanted to comment on briefly, because I know you were going to talk about hip-hop, right, and its impact on um, the psychology of this generation of men. Right. So, Kat, I want you to really peep game here. So, okay. um, so hip-hop... You know, before they could catalog things digitally, electronically, like all the scores, all the scores of what what music sold the most, I forget, and get mm-hmm. to the billboard, whatever the measuring system is for that, they used to calculate it by hand. Mm-hmm. And so when hip-hop first came on the scene, they didn't know how popular it was. Right. Then when it became, when they when they began to calculate it like digitally, they mm-hmm. got a sense like, oh, my God, this is, this is a juggernaut, right? This is... This is a real moneymaker. So then the white music executives made a concerted effort to reshape the narrative that was coming out of hip-hop. So whereas before right. it went from being, you know, more educational and more empowering and more about our condition, right. it went to, like, you know, bitches and hoes and bitches and hoes. Right. And so because I'm a master hypnotist, one of the things I began to look at, there's a, there's a black scientist out of the South that talked about how all all um, hip-hop is on a binaural beat, which by definition makes it hypnotic. So mm-hmm. everything that everything that is taken on a binaural beat, once you're in a trance state, actually penetrates the brain and it, it, it creates deep suggestions that go deep into your psyche, right, that embed mm-hmm. into your subconscious. So mm-hmm. now we have brothers walking around on head, with headphones on, Mm-hmm. Listening to me- to hypnotic messaging that is purely geared for their and designed, quite frankly, for their destruction. Right. Right. So if you look if you look at the impact of music, I've dated some real you know powerful seasoned men. I like to call them back in the era when it was about love songs and ooh baby baby and oh pretty please right. right. And then it, it it came to back that thing up, right? It transitioned right, right. to back that thing up. And so what you'll see is behaviorally. Men operate completely different pre and post hip hop. But I don't mm-hmm. think anybody's really deeply understood that it's it's all it's hypnosis. It's functionally right. hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And because I understand what hypnosis does to people behaviorally, mm-hmm. I can't communicate urgently enough the subliminal subconscious damage that it has caused our brothers, and then our brothers turn around and feed that toxic consciousness into the sisters because I'm a great student of energy, energy, and men don't just impregnate 
women with their semen, they impregnate her with their consciousness. So whatever he is carrying, Ooh, I he consciousness, she turns it. around and gives birth to. Exterminate us because they know 
we are out of order, and they don't want to raise their kids around something that is out of order. This is where this purge and this extermination and this hatred is coming from. So I cannot implore you black people enough, you better get back in your proper orbit. Black man, I'm telling you, you better get back in your role of responsibility or it's done. You leaving this motherfucker first. You're done, black man. You are gone. You don't have a place down here because you was created for the black woman, not these other women. You think that you can abandon the black woman and be without, nana, nana, bitch, I'm with, we with these other women. You don't think there's no consequences? You weren't created for them other women. You weren't created for the white woman. You weren't created for the Serbian woman. You wasn't created for the Asian woman. And for to be with them women is a direct affront to the most high. Every black man who is with an improper woman, I'm telling you, consequences, brother. The most high ain't going to let that stand. So you brothers who tell me, oh, it's okay if these brothers want to date outside that race, I tell you one thing, you better go get them brothers and check. Say, listen, brother, retribution is coming. The most high going to let that stand. We supposed to be with the sisters. We supposed to be her helpmate. Supposed to be making sure she's able to stay at home and be a mommy to her children while we get our ass out there and work by the sweat of our brow. That's how it's supposed. You brothers better start speaking up like this brother. I got respect for this brother Amari of the Great Liberators Show. Check out his platform, him and his sister's platform, because he is the first brother I have heard that's. He seems to get the message that this is a state of emergency for us as a people. And I'm telling you, black man, it's about to be curtains. It's about to be some serious retribution. And you brothers who've been sitting back playing the blame blame, you are to blame. That's it. There's nobody to blame but you. The sins of the fathers. It is the fathers who are not in their proper place. Quit talking about the mothers, talking about no single mothers. There's no such thing as a single mother. No female gave birth to nothing singularly. These are abandoned mothers. She was an abandoned mother, not a single mother. Stop saying that single shit. She wasn't single. She didn't get pregnant single. She got pregnant with some help. And you fathers who have impregnated these women and abandoned them, I'm talking about, <laughs> baby, that's one thing about these areas. They is some record-keeping uh, mofos. They got the records. They've been keeping records. They keep records as good as any of the Egyptians ever kept. They got the records on you, bro. They got the police reports. They got the domestic abuse reports. They got the murder reports. They know who has done what. And black man, you ain't looking good. You are guilty, 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 guilty. You can get up on social media and make up all kind of excuses and lies. The documentation that they have on you, black man, you are guilty. And the more you keep allowing these brothers to pass the buck, you're just making it worse that when the day of reckoning comes, 
not going to be a pretty sight. They're going to do a purge upon the black race. And black man, you think getting with the white woman, the Asian woman, you think that's going to save you, don't you? You you, you think the most high is going, oh, I'm going to hold here. I ain't with that old nappy-headed black woman. You think you're safe. Now, honey. And guess what? The Aryans already know what's up. They know. They already know you ain't with the proper women. They they already know what's gonna go down. They already know what's gonna, that's why they gave you the women they didn't want. That's why most of you brothers are with the throwaway women. They they ain't with the women they care about. So if you go and she go and the children, they don't care. Because you weren't supposed to be with those women no way. That's why they gave you the bottom of the barrel to be with. And guess what? You dumb fool, you took the bottom of the barrel and you still thought you was good. You still had your chest stuck out like, nah, 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 I'm balling. Yeah, don't nobody want you, old nappy-headed. Oh, what what time you say, old $5, old chicken heads, beasties? Boy, the stuff that come out of the black man's mouth you are going to be held accountable for every malicious, toxic word you have spoke against black females who have been nothing but victims of your lack of being men. Black women have been nothing but victims. The day of reckoning is here. All right. But if as men we cannot look into the, the mirror of I'm play this till it ends. I love y'all. Right. Be good. We can just just hold your head up. You don't have to compromise with men that hate you. Stay away from them. Get far away from black men. Don't get with one who hates you and then he going to kill you. Because most of them getting with you because they hate you because they know they about to be judged. So they're going to try to kill as many black sisters as they come. And they're going after the young ones. So those of y'all who got daughters, please keep your daughters away from these black men. Keep them away if you want her to live. Because these men say, if I'm leaving, I'm going to take a black woman with me. And they are killing your daughters. They're killing Keep your daughters away from them. It's mama issues. And men either take sort of two tracks. They either become mama's boys and they become dependent and expect mm-hmm. the feminine to take care of them, or yeah. they become disparaging of her and 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 angry at her. And so what you really see is when you see a dysfunctional man, you really see those two trajectories being played out. That's it is either I'm dependent